Hey, welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast. We're bringing to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. Today, I have with me Jamie Meeker. He is a marketing director over at Role Model Software, and they do custom software. I'm super excited to have you here. Before we even started the recording, uh, we started to dive a little bit into you know what we're going to be talking about and stuff like that. But before we did, so I. Uh, put a hard stop there on on, on Jamie to kind of save that save that juice for for the podcast. But uh, first of all, thanks so much for joining me, man. It's a pleasure having you here. And like I said, uh, go ahead and take it away. You know, introduce yourself a little bit and uh, tell us what you're all about. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me on, uh, Luis. This is a great opportunity, so I appreciate it. And um, yeah, so uh, my background's all about communication. I um, you know I studied marketing in college with a minor in uh, supply chain. I went to Appalachian State. Uh, in the mountains of North Carolina um, and loved it. Um, since then, you know, I've I, I worked for um, a lot of different product companies and um, focused on international communication and uh, implementing uh, brand strategies and communication structure with products to different, uh, different countries. Got to go to Australia and um, Spain for a little while too. Um, for me, my my passion is is conveying a message to uh, a, a targeted audience. You know, I, I've obviously that's the almost the um, motto of marketing, I guess. But uh, for me personally, it's the the fun is um, connecting people with the right product or the right service, um, and so that's kind of the fun marketing game. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm excited to be on with you today and uh, get to talk through some of these topics. Now I work for. I'm the marketing director for a custom software company in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Um, we tailor software solutions to small to medium businesses. Uh, we also have some Fortune 500 companies that we've worked with. Um, so it's a keeps me on my toes and and is a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. So I know one of the topics that we wanted to talk about today was you know messaging uh, specifically and and how you guys kind of use that to your advantage. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Hugh Jing, but it sounds like, you know, the company has been around for about 20 years, maybe a little longer. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. And yeah, that's right. you came in and one of the things that you noticed initially was, you know, there's kind of a misconnect here with, you know, who we're going after, what our message is and how we're trying to, you know, communicate the value of the company to those people. Right. So you're doing custom software, uh, small and medium sized businesses are coming to you and they're looking for a solution. How do you, I think one of the more interesting things about this too, is how do you approach, you know, Hey, uh, CEO, Hey, uh, owner of, you know, role model. I think there's a problem with our messaging strategy. Like how do you realize that that's an issue first? And how do you being to, how do you begin to, you know, tweak those things and what kind of results do you see from something like that? Yeah, sure. Um, good question. Let me, I'm going to start with uh, the company's tagline and then kind of work backwards onto like as how we got there, if that makes sense. And that kind of will do a good job of um, explaining the process, right? So um, at Role Model Software, we craft custom software tailored to your business by collaborating with you. So when I first joined with Role Model, their 20 years of success had mostly come from high quality work for good clients that referred other clients to us. So mm -hmm. almost all of the activity was based 
uh, was grown off of the previous success, if that makes sense, um, which allowed Role Model to be very successful for a long time and provide good solutions to uh, a lot of different companies. But uh, if you know the world of software uh, developers and programmers, they're very analytical, they're very um, totality focused, like you have to get your whole scope um, defined and, and really, uh, you know, word heavy operations kind of a, a situation. And when it came to marketing, it was really difficult for a custom software company not to want to say we do everything. Right. Um, and, and that's the struggle with marketing for a custom sort of application. You know, uh, Luis, you and I mentioned before the recording started how uh, marketing fails when you take a generic approach to any situation. Marketing is successful when you're able to uh, customize your approach and be specific to the domain you're, you're marketing for. Right. And for us at Role Model, it was pivotal for us to recognize that saying everything to everybody means that nobody hears anything. Mm -hmm. Versus if you start taking a simple message, breaking it down and taking the listener onto a journey where you're able to spoon feed them information, then number one, you're adding clarity to what your business offers. And number two, you're opening the minds of the reader to see more opportunities or to maybe envision themselves uh, using your service or uh, whatever your company provides. So for us, we had pages and pages of things that we'd done well, uh, services that we've, we'd offered and when I came in, it's like, hey, this, this is all really good stuff, right? It, none of it's wrong, but nobody's reading it, right? So we need to backtrack and think about number one, you got to say what you do first. So for us, we help businesses. We, we start with consultation. Everything Role Model does is about communication with the client. Right. Um, so we sit down with someone through consultation. Uh, we, you know, we have long-term relationships with our clients. And so the first thing we say is, look, if there's a cheaper option, then we want you to do that. We want you to find that route. But if the option is with us through custom software, then the only way both of us are happy is for it to be a collaborative process where you're seeing value daily. You know that the solution that's being built is specifically tailored to you. So it's like, look, guys, we got to say that, right? We got to say that simply and clearly so that whoever sees the company is going to understand. So um, that's where the tagline came out of custom software tailored to your business through collaboration. And that gave us the foundation to then be able to say, these are our areas of expertise. These are the industries that we have um, performance history with, right? Uh, and it changes role model wanting to say, we do everything to saying, no, we, we have custom solutions for your business. Uh, and these are the areas that we've had experience already. Which technically, I mean, you're not saying you don't do everything, right? Like you still, mm -hmm. you still, exactly. if somebody has an idea, you're still going to take care of it, but you are just making that specific person feel like, well, they don't take care of everything, but they can take care of whatever I bring to them to the table essentially yeah and that's kind of it right is that um you want to say that we do everything because that is our niche our our value is in the space where off-the-shelf software just doesn't cut it right um 
you know, and, and so, but you've got to be able to say that effectively where you're, you're not saying whatever you do, uh, we can do it because the last thing you want is someone to have the vision for Facebook and expect it to be $5, right? right. Um, we want to manage expectations, but also tell the, the company we're helping that look like we only win when we win together. And so let's take the stress out of it. Let's start with the conversation and then really get down to what your needs are. And if, if your need is a, a fit for our business relationship, then great, let's, let's move it forward. If not, we believe in uh, the value of long-term quality relationships. So if we turn someone away and say, hey, look, this isn't the right fit right now, here's a better solution for you. Well, then, you know, three, four years later, we've had a lot of those guys come back and say, hey, we're actually ready for this custom software now. And so rather than, you know, I think um, some marketers feel that leaving information out is uh, potentially negative to your brand. Uh, but the reality is that you got you to think of it about what you're focusing on. If you're focusing on quality things, then you're also piquing the interest of those outliers while really effectively addressing your target audience. I think, I think you know, it's, it's easy to weaken your message to your target audience by trying to include the outliers rather mm -hmm. than flipping that around and focusing on your target audience and right. trusting the outliers to kind of catch on. I like that. Because then you're not appealing to that specific person, right? You'd be... right trying to go after the other ones as well, which is obviously not what you want to be doing, uh, especially if you do, if you have custom software. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, I know that you have a lot of SaaS companies come on here and, and it naturally changes marketing strategy changes when, you know, you're dealing with a specific solution versus um, an opportunity kind of landscape. Um, but in, 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 in a, in a different way, we kind of see ourselves um, very similar to that in that your solution is out there, right? We, we, we broadcast the fact that, um, you know, if you're paying for a box solution, what if it doesn't do 10% of what you need it to do? And you've been getting by with that for a while and that 10% that could cost you uh, the opportunity to scale new revenue. And we encourage the conversation of looking at these custom software uh, initiatives as an investment, right? Oh. It's, it's setting your business up to be able to uh, scale and operate at full capacity rather than working around loopholes that your software is costing you, mm -hmm. right? Um, so in that way, it does kind of blend into the, the product category where it's like, you, this will be an asset for you, but it's vapor right now. We got to take your ideas consult with you and figure out what you need. And then that's what we deliver. Right. Um, yeah. Like that. So how easy of a process is it? Like what are the, you know, actions that you have to take in order to make this messaging switch? Like, it's not just, you know, waking up one day and deciding, okay, we're going to completely switch out, you know, our tagline and how we, are communicating our value proposition to our prospects. Like there's, there's gotta be, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it as an, as a marketer, right? Advertiser. And a lot of the things that we do in order to figure things out is a lot of AB testing, right? So switch out yeah. the headline on 
the landing page or try this creative PM ad. What is something that people could do? And, and also like, what are some of the symptoms that you start to see before, you know, switching out the messaging is one of the solutions to whatever problem you may be having? Like, is it just people not I don't know, biting for lack of a better word, sure. you know, to your ads or to your marketing uh, collateral and stuff like that? Or, or what are some of the things that happen when your messaging is not where it should be? Yeah, it's a loaded question. Um, whole lot of different aspects to that whole makeup, right? So um, it's, it's somewhat of a balance, right? So when you're building a website, you want to be conscientious of your SEO. So the organic searches that end up matching the content on your website is, is very important. But um, a lot of marketers take that too far where they say, okay, we need every word relevant in our industry on our landing page, right? And what does that do? Well, uh, someone finds your company because of that SEO, clicks on it. It's a word dump. They bounce right off of it. That hurts your click-through rate, which then hurts your SEO. So it will send you in and then spit you right back out. And everybody knows Google is a fickle master. They're always changing their uh, requirements and their performance um, metrics. And so you have to be really conscientious of that balance. For me, when I started with Role Model, um, because of the track record the company had and the success of the efforts that had been done for a while without successful marketing. Um, it was up to me to really uh, show the importance of the concepts that I was bringing to the table. And so we were actually launching a new framework called Lightning CAD, uh, which is um, a capability that we um, developed that allows for user guided um, CAD design to be housed in a browser. So we have uh, a new example of that framework is called Doc Designer, where companies can uh, sketch out a doc in 2D while the system builds the um, building requirements of the doc and spits out blueprints, parts lists, all that stuff in real time. It's an incredible selling tool for companies. Big segue. However, that framework was an opportunity for me to start from scratch and show the company what... Um, message flow meant to traffic generation, to um, lead, uh, you know, uh, retain retention, I guess you could say. Um, and the success of the Lightning CAD brand uh, gave me the, um, you know, not, not, uh, not foundation to change the role model brand, but more of the confidence in the company, you know, to mm -hmm. see these marketing efforts starting to um, share some fruit, you know, and so with the role model site, it was essentially taking all of these really good things that they were saying, and breaking them down and saying, Okay, look, this thing is supposed to be addressed to this person. This segment is the thing that can be said to everyone. How do we organize this subset of data? to uh, structure it in such a way that the person that needs to see it is going to see it versus right. it being on the third page of uh, buried under other content. So we started small um, by breaking down a tagline that could summarize what the company, uh, the company's mission statement. Um, then after that, 
you, you think of the messaging strategy as a progression. I always circle back to marketing concepts to talk about how difficult face-to-face communication is. People all the time uh, miss the point being said by someone directly across the table from them. Mm. And then you expect marketers to be able to, uh, to target their audience perfectly without. across a computer screen, right? Yeah. Without any personal connection. So you have to really be consciously aware of the information lost between personal communication to third-party communication that's specifically targeted to completely unpersonal messaging on a web page, right? That's three massive leaps um, making that communication more difficult. Right. So what's the answer? Simplify, simplify, simplify. If your if your start of communication isn't understood, then you will lose that lead a hundred percent of the time. So you have to start small, be concise, and let that progress on itself. So you can add more sophisticated information beyond it. So um, a, a great resource um, for the our, our company, and I think for marketers all all around, is um, an author by the name of Donald Miller. Um, he writes, uh, he wrote marketing made simple and, um, foundations of story brand, things like that. The concepts are inherently simple, which is the beauty of it. It talks about, um, a marketing message is a story, a storyline, how, how every successful story has a character that has a problem that meets a guide that finds a solution that either, um, that either, uh, leads them to success or helps them avoid failure. And in our messaging, it's really the same way. A lot of brands fail when they think of positioning themselves as the hero. Companies all the time, you'll see it on websites everywhere. Uh, The first thing they want to say is about me, me, me. We've had 100 plus successful projects. We've, you know, given 500% return on this, this company's revenue, whatever it is. Um, Well, your, your client potential, your potential client doesn't, doesn't care. He doesn't care about your success. He wants to know that you're the person that helps me succeed. Right. And so that transitions kind of your, your perspective on what you're addressing rather than saying, Hey, these are the things we've done. Well, you want to say to um, let your target audience know you're talking to them first. And then secondly, let them know that you're help. You're there to help them rather than talking about yourself. And that's, that's been a big translation of strategy for us was that rather than saying four paragraphs of things we've done well, now we're talking about four points that our potential client will need to know to be confident in their next decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of segues into another uh, interesting market, marketing focus here too, which is that you never want to sell your final sale you sell your next steps. A lot of, you know, a lot of companies talk about themselves and then they talk about how they make money and say, Hey, do that thing that makes me money rather than saying like for us going back to the relational component of custom software, where we say, Hey, you have business expertise. We have software expertise. Let's talk about it and daily figure out the solution to your problems. Right. 
um, it's a lot, it, it would be easy to say, hey, pay us for custom software because it does these things. What we want to sell is the conversation that's free for everybody. It's like, hey, if you think you have a need, then we also want to talk to you about that need completely for free. There's no selling being done. There's no pressure on either side. And it is the first step that leads to any job opportunity that role model has. Right. So sell the consultation, not the solution, right? Um, I would be doing our potential clients and our company a disservice if I was trying to brag about the solutions we've done rather than talk about, hey, this is the process for you to figure out how you need to, uh, or the, to get the information you need to make a wise technology decision. So baby step essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you'll see salesmen do this a lot too, where um, they'll get somebody on the phone and that person says, yeah, I'm interested. And the salesman gets all excited and is like, oh, that's awesome. You're interested. Here are all the things we have to offer and this and this, and you could do this eventually. And then two years later, you're going to be here. And the person on the other end of the line is like, man, I just said I was interested, like calm down versus if you'd hung up the phone on the interest point, then you've left that, that, um, that client potential client interested and excited for the next meeting, which the next meeting, you can talk about all the next stuff. Right. right? So it's all about a progression and recognizing the successes at the point you're at. Um, yeah. I don't I like, like that. that made sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. One of the other things that I believe you brought up, um, was the clarity, right. Is a sure. marketer's best friend. And I really like that. And, and the other thing that you mentioned, right. is like to be like concise, like how do you make sure for like, for example, right? Like when you're writing an advertisement, um, obviously this is coming from me, right? Like this is, this is what we do. So it's where I have like the best context, I guess sure. you're writing an ad and it makes a lot of sense to you when you're writing it. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of like when you're in person to person and in person, you know, communication, like we're right now and I say something, but maybe it doesn't make complete sense to you. But when I'm, you know, online, I don't like when, when you post something, you're not getting that immediate feedback, right? I don't see your, uh, your gestures of confusion. I don't really know what's going on. So how can you just pull back, right? As many words as possible from, you know, all the jargon, all the like unnecessary words in a sentence or a, a set of sentences in order to be just as clear as possible so that the other party understands what you're talking about and how do you assess whether or not that's, you know, working? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's always an unanswered question as you know, as in advertising and marketing. Um, so a little, I have a, I'm a musician, I'm a songwriter. Um, I have a band and, and so communication and clever lyrics has always been something that I, I really appreciate and value. And, in the pro professional field too, that, that stays the same. I love clever. I love ads that, you know, yep. like an ad that you're like, man, I never would have thought about that. There was a, there was a, I can't remember. It was a dating app commercial that really stood out to me the other day. And it was, uh, said something like the dating app that was made to be deleted. 
And I was like, dude, that is such a good, you know, that's clever and it's effective yeah. and simple. Well, I think a lot of marketers pursue cleverness too far, too far. I mean, they, uh, they, they go past the point of what clever provides to grabbing attention, to bringing perspective mm -hmm. and they use it just to try to be that clever. Right. And a, a successful marketer is able to clarify the needs of their client better than the client themselves. So mm -hmm. you win if you can tell the need of somebody better than they could of themselves. Right. We don't do that by cleverness. I would much rather you say in three words uh, that, that conveys the same message than something that made me laugh with two sentences, right? Because you have to, and especially in the, um, the timestamp we're in where everything is around instant gratification and access to, you know, you're bombarded with information all day long. So there's, there's a very short attention span of your reader. Right. And so if you're pursuing cleverness and not clarity, then their attention span will not handle what you're trying to convey. So especially in a business to business field, tell them what they need to know and leave it at that. And if, if it is, if they are serious on their journey for a solution, you know, then, then they're going to keep reading as long as they know what you're offering. Mm -hmm. So yeah, clarity is key. I, I think, um, I think for us, it's been a, a struggle just because we want to say so many things that we've done for people, but yeah, like, Hey, we do custom software tailored to your business by co collaborating with you. It's that simple. Then you know what we do. So the next information will make sense. You've actually paid attention rather than skimming past five pages and seeing our company profiles at the end. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like you said, like, like cleverness, like I'm a sucker for it too. Like whenever I see a, a really good ad um, and a lot of uh, like direct consumer brands are really good at this. I think, especially yeah. like the bigger ones, like ones they've been, you know, like they have the money to hire really good marketers, uh, copywriters, stuff like that. One of my favorite ones that I saw recently was uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the brand manscaped. You probably have seen their stuff yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. They have some really, really clever stuff out there. Um, and the, the cool thing right about them is that they're always like on the edge of violating, you know, like advertising policies on Facebook or Google and stuff like that, because they, they have that, like, I mean, you're talking about like male grooming, right? So like it can right. get pretty, pretty clever, really, really fast, but they're right. able to just like be right on the edge. Um, and it clicks whenever you see it. And it it would be really, really cool if you could see more, you know, B2B companies do that kind of stuff, but also keep yeah. it concise. And I think that's the hard part is they're not able to like, they just don't, maybe they don't find, you know, like ways to be clever. And that's when they just cram too much information. Like right. they try too hard and they just miss the boat. Yeah, I think that's a great point. One of the, I think one of the things that stands out with the example you gave with Manscaped is that the strategy matches the method in that the their target audience appreciates that side of uh, messaging strategy, right? Mm -hmm. That 
that is the MO of their target audience, of their client base. Um, and I think a lot of times, you know, talking about the cleverness uh, again is um, marketers forget the medium that they're working in. It's like if, if, you're, if, if, if you're not daily as a marketer trying to get better at discerning and getting to know your target audience, then you're failing. For example, I know for a fact that our, our, our target audience, they're competent business owners that are aware of the process in their companies and looking for ways to scale and innovate and get better and um, you know, get a new opportunity that isn't currently there. Um, so I know I'm looking for progressive innovators that are, are, are competent. I'm mm -hmm. not going to go at them with the same strategy. I would go after millennials for a product company on Instagram. Right. right? Um, it has to have a certain air of professionalism, uh, naturally slow, naturally. So, and, um, that's what we try to reflect in our message, right? Because, um, I know that, I know that our, our target audience, uh, don't have a lot of time because they're, they're running businesses. So I'm going to value their time and, and say what I need to say is as, as quickly and briefly as possible. So they can get back to what they uh, need to work at. Right. Whereas uh, if I was marketing for Manscaped, I'd lead them, lead them on a 20 minute rabbit hole in Instagram where they're playing a video game, you know, and, and leaving me their, their information right. at the end of it. Right. Um, so it all takes a different strategy depending on what, uh, what you're trying to accomplish. And it comes back to what you said earlier, right? Like it's not a one like cookie, you know, cutter solution. Like it's not right. going to be ever. And that's one of the things that, you know, like, especially for us, like when new software companies come and want to work with us, they, they ask, you know, for the playbook or something like that. And the reality is there's no playbook. It's just like, right. we're going to go dive into what you're doing now and see where our solution, you know, is going to, be needed and how we're going to be executing that on the spot. It's not going to be, Oh, we're going to take the exact same thing we did for these guys and just apply it to you guys because it's not going to work. Um, right. And it's just like, it's unless you're doing, you know, unless you guys, for example, were doing custom software for the exact same purpose every single time, you can't have that cookie cutter um, solution, right? Like you're not going after, I don't know the, the, the perfect, use case right but you're not going after i don't know business owners that own uh like insurance companies every single day so the software is going to be different every single time yeah sure and there you know there are some solution consistencies between what we do um and and a lot of that is reflected in some of the opportunities we've had with you know lightning cad framework um, the uh, design solutions we've done for different construction companies and things like that we've have a lot of examples in, in healthcare, e-commerce. Um, I mean, it, the list is very large since we're a custom software company, right? Mm. Um, but I think, I, think that's, I think that's wise um, when you talk about, uh, you know, clarity and distinguishing yourself um, between the competition. Uh, it's, not, it's not always said through words a lot of times it's brand positioning too and the things that you don't say um the space you know i i feel like um it's it's easy to want to shout at our target i, I always go back to the separation of messaging like again like we talked about face-to-face -face communication marketers man we have a hard job in trying to anticipate and um 
and address people that we will never meet unless we're really successful, <laughs> that we'll never meet, that we'll never really get feedback from. Um, and so you're right, A-B testing, uh, trying to poll people that have made it all the way through your, your sales funnel, right? Those are all really important metrics for, for marketers, yeah. Oh, great. Well, Jamie, I feel like we've been here for a while and I don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> um, but that's all really, I feel like everything that we talked about is very practical, right? Like almost any company can take back these things and, and try to implement them at some level. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that. A uh, couple of questions. What is, let's see, these are just super random. Uh, what's your sure. favorite movie? Oh man. Uh, goodness. Um, <laughs> Catch me if you can with okay. Leonardo DiCaprio. I have watched that movie since I was a little kid. Uh, I even uh, emulated his scene where he uh, goes in high school and ends up acting like the substitute teacher. I was in college and uh, was working on the whiteboard after a class and the other class started coming in and I acted like I taught that class for about 20 minutes before the real professor came in. So that was pretty, that was a good moment in my life. Uh, but yeah, great movie. Very, very smart man. What was your favorite Spanish dish? Oh, oh, I mean, paella is classic, but my host mom made uh, something called uh, tortilla, which is this potato and egg, basically like pie looking thing. Mm. It was fluffy and had like onions in it. I loved it. We had it like every morning. It was great. That's awesome. Well, yeah. thanks so much, Jamie. Where can people find you online? Yeah, Luis, thanks for the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Jamie Meeker. Um, the company, uh, please look, check us out. It's uh, rolemodelsoftware.com. And then the frameworks we talked about uh, is lightningcad.com. And uh, then Doc Designer is, so docs.design uh, is the new uh, branch of that. So great. Well, thanks so much, Jamie, for that. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you for the great interview. It was a pleasure having you on here. And if you guys have any other questions, please feel free to reach out to Jamie. Uh, hopefully he, he can get a chance to reply and, and anything like that, that you guys have. And if you're not already, make sure to join the Facebook group, SAS Ad Lab. Uh, you can find that and follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and so on. You can just look for Luis Camacho on there and you'll find me. But thanks so much, Jamie, for the time again. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.